Ladies and gentlemen of Jets Nation from around the world, you're listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Jets Podcast. The Jets hired Robert Sala, the very energetic, uh, bald, intense, good-looking guy. Don't name it to me is the GOAT. And Lawson, like, has had a little bit of an injury history, but man, he's a rocket. He's a ball of muscle off the edge. Denzel Mims is there, and he's got it. Denzel's going to be another big, fast, athletic target for us on the outside. We're a good football team. And now, let's kick it over to your hosts, Brandon Ferris and Spencer Klein. Welcome, everyone, to the Good, the Bad, and the Jets podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ferris, and as always, alongside me is Spencer Klein. And Spencer, we got a big episode today. I am calling this Podpalooza. We are combining our review episode, which is only for subscribers, and our preview episode. And we're talking about some other stuff, too. We got the trade deadline. We got the amazingness of Bryce Hall who is your favorite player, it seems like. We got Michael Carter, the rookie class. <laughs> we, we got a bunch to talk about today. And I guess for our non-subscribers, you'll be able to hear what our review pods are like, since this will be free for everyone. Everyone's invited to Podpalooza. We like to get a, a little more casual, casual Friday on our review episodes. Untuck the shirt, jeans and a t-shirt. Spence attire for this? My attire for this <laughs> is a... Michael Carter jersey and a Bryce Hall pair of shorts. And who else can I throw? And Michael Carter, the second, third. I don't remember which one he is anymore. And don't forget His about socks. The, I mean, just gr- the shoes of the other Mike, the great white. The great we'll Mike see white. about that. We'll head into that discussion soon. <laughs> the shoes are being put on. So there's my little preview of that. That is, that is a <laughs> fair statement. So yeah, you can... I'm, I'm wearing all of my favorites right now. How's that? So if you want to hear uh, the rest of the reviews uh, for the end of the season, you can subscribe 99 cents a month. You'll be able to hear Spence. He's a little more unfiltered, too. And maybe I'll bleep some stuff out this time. But we get a little more casual, have a little more fun on the reviews. And, of course, as I always say, we might have some merch dropping. Subscribers will get that first dibs. And, Spence, you don't know about this. I'm making this special announcement right now. But once we hit 20 subscribers, we will be doing a giveaway to our subscribers. What we will be giving, I'm not sure yet, but we will be hosting one. So there you go. 99 cents a month. You can subscribe on our page. And you can get all of our review episodes moving forward and any other subscription-only pods as well. I like it. It was a good surprise for me. <laughs> Did not see that coming. So with that, let's jump into the review spence the game of a lifetime i don't even know where to begin with this one i'll 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 give you the start for this i don't know i'm in the loss for words i was at a loss for words on sunday so let's let's hear what you have to say i just yeah i didn't expect to have much to review i know we were pretty <laughs> quiet heading into sunday sorry heading into this past sunday with our expectations and Obviously, that totally did not um, follow that path. It went down a path of positivity, which we were is obviously completely wrong. Very good stuff. <laughs> yeah, we we were, and look for the better. Obviously, I'm glad that they got the W. Yes, like last week, like going to be the thoughts were well, 
Do you really want to win with your backup when you really want Zach yeah, are to you, be the future? Are you happy like, with the win? I think so. Cause it, it, I think it's, it's a good... My thought now, too, is like, yes, I, I still clearly understand I'm not in La La Land. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> like, and, they're wait, not making wait, any wait, major for, noise. For, for the fans who think either there's a QB controversy or that the wild card is in play, get out of here with that. I, I'm not yeah, entertaining like, let's, let's any of that slow stuff. down now. I don't want to see your texts or hear your tweets, see your tweets <laughs> about how Mike White is the next best quarterback on the Jets. Stop it. There Wilson's was some wild back. commentary <laughs> Sunday afternoon. That, that's all I could say to that. Because, I, of course, I agree with you on that. I, I don't want to hear <laughs> that White is starting for the rest of the year. I don't want to hear this is his Tom Brady moment. Everyone, stop. Just be realistic for once. Yes. There's my rant. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'll say my logic behind it. Like, yes, is that going to like when it goes back to the, the hurting your pick? piece of it like obviously it, it, it does when you win a game <laughs> no doubt about that but at the same time look at the vibe of the game they they played strongly on defense they played obviously played great on the offensive end like you want them to finish that product at that time of the day and, and for the staff too it'd be a good win for them so like yes do i never buy into the the buzz, the camaraderie, and all that baloney for it carrying over because certainly it's not it's not going to carry over week to week. We saw a positive a positive win earlier. What did you say last week? The week after culture smosher. <laughs> it, it still is culture smosher, <laughs> but like in that moment, I wanted them to finish that win. You you got it that far against look at that time of the game, the one seed in the AFC. Like finish that win. Then I understand like. Big picture that one win is not making a major difference. Let's Do you make know? That clear. I, I, I saw but a tweet. The Jets are the it's only. A mi- AFC, I'm a mix there. I'll say that the Jets are the only AFC East team to beat two teams with winning records. Did you see that tweet too? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So the, by the they just don't really property, make sense right now. The Jets are the best team in the division. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> they are. <laughs> but it, it, it's just it's such a weird. Uh, I don't even know what the word is, and I'm thinking, just like, I don't know how to explain the team right now. Like, the two wins are quality wins. <laughs> but they're obviously only a two-win team. But so this is what I'll tie it into. I know we, we, we've mentioned this the last couple of the weeks about, like, is over six still a possibility? Yes. You can't rule it out. You can't rule anything out because it's a week-to-week league. You don't know when they're going to show up. When we did our, our season preview, and when we, at least when we talked also on the side, like, Game by game, like I, I certainly had Titans chalked this as an L. I think I had a little positivity heading to the season about beating Cincy, but that vibe changed after they were playing great and and you win that game. Like I don't know, I really don't know what to even think about them. So <laughs> I guess like be now. Well, that's that's for the next steps. Be consistent now. Like what, what are we gonna? I know we'll get yeah. to the game preview in the the latter half, but going back to the game on Sunday, I'll, I'll hold off on the second half there. To the game on Sunday, they just they did everything that we thought they couldn't do. Let's say that. I yeah. think that's well, my, I mean, my take to it. They, we didn't expect them to move the ball much. We but didn't the, the only reason them why they did stop them much, and they did it. They didn't. I mean, the defense wasn't great. They still, since he still scored a lot of points. Yeah, but but like, I mean, the only reason that they moved the ball is because Mike White had an average air yards of three point seven yards. He threw the ball average under four yards per throw. So it it shows that. The playmakers, Moore, Crowther, even Tyler Croft, let's throw, <laughs> they got to give him props. They did their job for once. Yeah. I mean, 
Mike White just played the very safe game, and that is something that... A point to add... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Cut me off. What were you going to say? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'll say to add to your point there about... I'll add it, then I want you to finish for sure. <laughs> to your point about the wideouts there, the one point I wanted to add was that was the highest yards after cash production game from a receiving group since 2015. I saw that tweet about the game. The NFL or like, just the Jets? It's incredible. Like... Uh, NFL. Wow. <laughs> like well, yeah, NFL. That, that, that's what we're saying. They right. have playmakers. And I was going to say, yeah. before you rudely cut me off, I was going to say <laughs> that... It was going to enhance your point. It had to be edited. No, no I, I get it. Uh, I just think Wilson needs to do you. that. Go, go. Wilson needs to do that. He, yeah. he looks for the home run ball as his first read, which is a problem. Yes, you can do it on specific plays, because that's the point of the play, probably, but... Mike White looked at the check down every single play as his first read, and it worked out. Wilson needs to do a mix of that. And before we move on from, from the QB stance, we do have a question from one of our listeners, Max G. He, he said that last episode, one of us said, what does, Mike win? What does a, a Mike White win do for this football team? He thinks it was a huge win for the team. Was it good for the feelings and the vibes? Yes. Was it good for the staff? Yes. Was it good for the pick? No. And was it good for the sports media? No, because all I've heard this week is how Mike White is better than Zach Wilson. So (laughs) the win was fine. And ironically enough, we're annoyed about the win, even though we've been clamoring, clamoring for a backup quarterback to do this for the last three years. It's just being in the New York media and being on Twitter and, and listening to all these people, I just hate the cliche takes about how Mike White is the next great thing now. It, it's all hot take machines. That's what, that's what gets me annoyed. I can't really talk to certain Jets fans about it because they're just ignorant about it, and they don't, they don't see it from our stance. And I think that's why our pod's different, too. We, we look at it from the front office stance. And, yeah, it's good for Salah, Bearded Bob, and the staff, but I don't know if it is great moving forward or good for Wilson's confidence even. All the things you said there is, is the main thing I, that I would love to see other fans of the team understand that multiple things can be true at once. Like, yeah. It doesn't all have to be one or the other. Like, yeah, that can the be the case where that happened. And that, I, yeah, of course I align with what your thoughts are on it. They're like, yes, the pick hurts for that fact because we know what the real long-term, let me say, let me rephrase it. We know what the real per, per, the real thoughts of where the team is heading this year. It's not that far. And the other fact is like, yes, good for the people in the building. I get that in horrible for the takes because the takes have just been unbelievable this week that, already. That's what annoys me. I, I, that, that <laughs> that's what bothers that, me, I think, more. Yeah, like, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, and it also makes good, the – hold on, hold on. It also makes the, the Joe Flacco trade – the worst trade in Jets history. Because now, Mike White's starting Thursday, and like you said, we'll, we'll get to the, the preview episode, and what, what if he does pull out a win, or what if he throws for 300 yards again? You're not going to sit him. So now we have Flacco for a, a meaningless, uh, not meaningless, I guess, for a six-round pick that could be used for a dart throw for anyone, but now you have this idiot Flacco on the sideline and not doing anything. 
Like, I don't even know what you need him for now. Because obviously an additional thing that we learned today, again, we're recording on Tuesday. Tuesday night, Is yep. that they actually brought on, yeah, just Tuesday night, we brought on, sorry, they brought <laughs> on John Beck to the staff. So that if you have a quarterback who's played in the league in the room now, someone who works with. Yeah, and explain the relevance of him. That's his gig. Yeah, well, well yeah, explain so the relevance. For those of you that don't know. John Beck is Zach Wilson's personal QB coach. It's like the well, it is the equivalent of uh, Darnold used to work with Jordan Palmer, Carson yep. Palmer's brother. That's that's Wilson's guy. They both went to BYU. They have the connection there. Beck was in the league a couple of the years. Didn't really do much. I think he had a couple of spot starts. Sorry, spot starts. <laughs> if I can recall, I know he was in Miami for a bit, Washington for a little bit. Didn't really do much, but this became his. No, as a lot of these veterans do, they they work with some young guys post their yep. career, and obviously BYU not having a ton of quarterbacks in the league. Although they have the one notable one, of course, and Steve Young. Like there's some this is one guy that you know Hill. is around. The, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> some might want to say yes, but no. <laughs> but point is, like these that that's became his role. He works with the young guys, and once he just so bought into. This is what I thought, and I'm going on a little tangent, but like it was so unique that they brought him on, and we'll go back to Flacco, is that he's just so invested in Wilson, like he's taking on this role with the Jets. Like he's not even, yep. I guess for him it is a client thing. He's not even working with anyone else now. He's just fully focused on Zach. And, and credit to Jets Twitter on that. I believe it was at Jet Up Nation crew, or I, I want to get the right credit to the Twitter account, where they literally found some some screenshot of when they were walking in at halftime of Beck chatting with Mike White. And that's how I like, kind of discovered before the, the the beat confirmed that he was of course the you know, beat's on the not staff. But back to Flacco. Beats the oh, worst. Of course. Worst. Of course, of course. But point is, as, and that's, of course, I gave you the background there on Beck, but the point is on Flacco is what do you need him there for now? <laughs> you have your bet in the room. You have, yeah, you might have a, a clear QB one or two. Uh, let me rephrase it. You might have two <laughs> yeah. competent quarterbacks. Probably, I, I phrase it wrong. I'm certainly yeah. not implying that. So he's, pump the brakes if yeah, anyone's thinking I said one. that. Yeah. People will I twist just your came out of my mouth incorrectly. <laughs> yes, fully. I'm cl- clarifying that came out of my mouth incorrectly. So yeah, point is just what do you need him for now? Like, why did you even make that deal? Then it just and, doesn't. Uh, doesn't really add much. Well, the one See, joke, you want... is this the best trade in history? Because now the floor is I was, booth. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, the, I the wanted to get back on the rails and, and talk about the game review. Yes. Because since Flacco was there, he drove up the turnpike this weekend. The floor went into the booth, which he said he's more comfortable there. And it seemed like he called the best pl- best game of his life. And I think... There's like controversial opinions about this. I think the offense did change a bit to cater to Mike White. Some people are saying no, it was the same plays. But to me, he was more aggressive. He threw more, he called more passes, called some more trick plays, and kind of catered to everyone's strengths. He catered to Elijah Moore's strength. He catered to Michael Carter's strength. And he catered to Mike White's strength. And I'm guessing, and I think we did get confirmation that LaFleur will be in the booth for the rest of the season. And I'm hoping that's a, going to help him with his play calling and, and be able to see the field better. And I, I want him to be able to take advantage of these guys because Carter was, was awesome. He looked like an RB1 for the first time. I believe he had over 100 
all-purpose yards. Is that correct? Yes, he did. Uh, on the ground and running. He was like CMC light. He was, he was great. And if they can do that every week with him and put Elijah Moore in space and let him cook, like we've been saying for the last eight weeks, this offense could potentially be dangerous. They even catered to Tyler Croft's strength in the end zone. Who would have thought? <laughs> I agree with you. They, they called a more aggressive game. That's the key word. Yeah. They didn't change their style. That They weren't still uh, – they certainly were still running their West Coast system. Like, but they didn't Nothing run... changed there. I think that's – you they, go ahead. They didn't run on first down a lot, and they didn't open the game up with a, Correct. a run either. That's, like they've that's, been doing for the last I seven games. That's the point you hit. That's the aggression change. It's not the style change. It's they're running yeah. the same style plays. They, they were, were still very better. slow. But yes, the aggression and the choice. Yep. That was that's the difference. I think that's the part that some fans are just not clear with. And not that I know I definitely don't know all the X knows of it all, but that part was clear from the the players that used to play in the league that were commenting on it. They know better than I, no doubt about that. It's it was the execution and the aggression. That that's the key thing that definitely was, was noticeable. That's a hundred percent. And another you clearly see them calling pass plays off the bat, which we Yeah. Like you just said, we've been <laughs> dying for for weeks. Another noticeable thing is the development of future All-Pro, uh, Pro Bowler, and maybe Hall of Famer, Ring of Honor at this point, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, because he's been outstanding. I've just watched him on the left side, and you can even see the, the analytics favor the left side as well. When they run the ball on the left side, they're doing so much better. He's been a huge bright spot for people who haven't really noticed or heard about him. I think you would agree there. He was awesome. I, I, yeah. love, I love that highlight of him taking out. There, there was a play basically where it looked like McGovern and Van Roten ended up doubling one of the linemen on the right side. And the ABT kind of took on two at <laughs> one at once and, and handled it, honestly. He chipped one of them and he handled the other. And yeah, those two are had so a bad. to play off of that. Like, that's... Those two are so bad they need to, to block one guy together. That's how bad they are. And since we're on yeah. Van Rotten right now, as we call him, they, they just did just trade for that guard from the Chiefs. Don't ask me how to say his name, but he's the doctor. Hopefully he's either going to start over Van Rotten or give him some needed competition. Just wanted to throw that in there. Very call quickly. him L- LDT. I think it's Laurent <laughs> Duvernay-Tardif. I, I there you go. That's exact, but LDT, easy enough. Okay, yeah. Although it did come at the, at the expense of my boy Daniel Brown, but we'll we'll live there. <laughs> I mean, my favorite comment from well, one of the comments that I saw out there saying that he's someone that could threaten all parts of the field. The Chiefs got like an asset. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> it makes no sense. That was just a comment I saw out there today. I had to. I said to you I was going to mention that tonight, yeah. so had to be brought up because I don't know what that. I don't know what they're watching, whoever was claiming that. And and you know also about, about the pass-catching group from Sunday, Braxton Barrios. Are you in on him yet? I, I'm still buying stock in Braxton Barrios. His, I'm in on his, his role, but nothing more than that. I don't, I don't want him taking snaps from... I didn't like the, the usage. ahead of him, simply. And the five when they're all there. The usage of Jeff Smith was stupid. But did you not see when Denzel Mims caught the ball, he made plays... Are you surprised? No. 
I'm not, and he should have <laughs> had a touchdown. That one was on him, no yep. doubt, when he yep. dropped the ball in the end zone. But exactly, you notice they're able to move the ball when he's out there, <laughs> and he's probably going to get an opportunity again Thursday night. I'd, I'd be surprised if Corey Davis plays, but yeah, we'll see we'll on that, I guess, that by later, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, and and Ty Johnson um, played well too. Like he was catching the ball and, and running well. Everyone was just like you said, the rack, and Yak was just great. And and speaking about uh, Yak, let's talk about yards after contact. Michael Carter, has he gone down this year with the first hit? Like his yards after contact have to be incredible, because it seems like he just doesn't go down after the first hit, and he's only five eight. It's just insane. He just slides off of every hit, literally. Like, I don't know what else to say. Just <laughs> it's just crazy. Up. And some other and it's notable... Impressive. I love it. Obviously, it's, it's exciting. Some other notable 5'8 running backs, Maurice Jones-Drew <laughs> and Barry Sanders. Are we saying Michael Carter is Barry Sanders-esque yet? No. Could he be? Sure. I'll give him a ceiling. Maybe not him, <laughs> but I'm saying he's Maurice Jones through. <laughs> you I'll, know that's my boy. I'll, I'll, Always I'll take that. that. <laughs> I mean, regardless, Carter's yeah. going to be the guy moving forward. I think he he probably had some dadders early in the season, and and yeah, I, I wasn't sold on him in the first few weeks, but I want to get his jersey now. Like him, him and Moore are making it, it was finally a breakout for him. It finally, it was a breakout, finally yeah. the all-purpose explosion game. That's yeah. what we were looking for. Yep. Enough for this, like, 10 for 35, 9 for 32. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's get some more chunk yards, and, and that's what we finally saw Sunday. And, I mean, the, the and I guess screens... the quality defense, that, that's the part that's yeah. very good to see. Like, not against some baloney defense. Against a unit that was performing well that shut down Lamar Jackson and the Ravens a, a week before that. Yep. Yeah, the, uh, the offense was just clicking very well, and I think it, you got to give credit to the great Mike. The great white, you gotta, he, yeah. like he did his job, and uh, somehow he had. And now we can address him as we're talking about it. <laughs> we'll get to our. Uh, we gotta each give a stance on him. My stance is, he he did fine. Like he wasn't he wasn't impressive at all. It was the Mac Jones Sam Darnold experience. Like I said earlier, three point seven average air yards. It, the the reason why he was good is because, like I said, he he did the easy plays did the checkdowns, and let the playmakers make their plays. He's not going to throw the ball down the field. Thursday, I bet you see the same exact thing. A lot of screens, a lot of short passes, and it, and it works. Is that a quarterback that's going to win you a Super Bowl or win many games? No, probably not. That's why you need a, a mix of both. And I think that's what I'm hoping Wilson can do. But for now, as Connor Hughes says, let Mike cook, and let's... <laughs> Let's take a ride on the Mike White experience. So when I botched up my language earlier, what I meant to say was you at least probably should have one competent guy who can be your QB2. That is Mike White. I don't care. I really don't care what he does this Thursday. Obviously, I'm rooting for a productive performance. Who isn't? (laughs) You want that. You want to see them perform again. But even if he has a great game, like it's Zach's job. I, I don't really care about that ultimate result there. Like it's Zach's what's there the game? job. Like for the people clamoring there for isn't, Mike White, there isn't. Like, what, what's what's the benefit here? You think they're just going to trade? What is Wilson? your goal long term? Yeah. 
Like, what like is if, your goal long term? Do you do you want to ever try to win it all, or do you ever just want, or do you want to just make it and say you? They make want it? the buzz. That's not, I know both of our yeah. I know both of our goals is obviously want to get to well, the top. Well, that's the problem. And that, everyone say yes, so do I. But you, you're <laughs> not the, saying you, you really do if you want if if you don't want Zach to be the one based well, you, off of one one performance. You literally. create you create fans like that who just want to get in when you're going to have a playoff drought for the 11th year in a row. That's the problem, I think. Yeah, yeah, I but understand. But it's also people I, not I, getting again, it either. They don't get it. They don't get I the get big patience picture. is... Yeah, patience is lost, and as I've said on the other review episode, I don't give a shit. Like, it doesn't matter <laughs> to me at all that your patience are I lost. Mean, it's not like we're, not, like, it's not like we're tired. Are, are, are you tired of making the playoffs? I am. But, like, <laughs> I'm not going to give up the future just to make a seven seed this year. Like it's, it's stupid. I I think this statement sounds silly, but it has to be said. And I, I know I've said it in some of the other episodes, this staff, this regime and Zach has nothing to do with the last 10 years. I get all right, outside of Joe's last two seasons. Anything before that has no tie, no connection. Don't care if you are tired of it. <laughs> You gotta let this team progress and grow with what it is now. They're, they don't have to deal with what we dealt with before. That that's literally what it is. I know that sometimes not so it's hard for Jeff fans, but they can't really cope with that. But that's that's just how it is. Simply, they have no they don't owe you shit for what the shit was before. Do people really think Mike White is a franchise quarterback after one one game? Do you remember when Matt Flynn threw for 400 yards in the last game of the season on the Green Bay Packers and got a huge contract from Seattle and didn't even play one game for them? It's just hot take exactly. machines. <laughs> what, from... Here, he could prove it to me Thursday if he throws like 15 deep balls and, and like nails them all. <laughs> I, Fine, there's really yeah. no bar for me for <laughs> For him to even clear, that would change my thoughts on the long-term picture. But also, there just it, there isn't. What What are you gaining as a fan telling me that he's better than Zach Wilson? You're just making the franchise look <laughs> stupid. Like, do you not understand that? And I, do you th- maybe we'll lose some friends of the pod tonight? But it just <laughs> is, is annoying both of us because I I saw a good. <laughs> I, I don't remember which. So it was, frustrating. It, Honestly, it might have been a fan or one of the – I can't recall exactly who it was on Twitter, but the statement was like, why are you not happy with someone who just threw for 400 yards after what we've seen literally in the – well, forever. It's not like I'm not happy. <laughs> it's, it's, again, it's just – we're happy about it, but big picture. That's Again, we're, me and you are, are about big picture. We're not – we just we don't live in like the, the hot moment of it. It's just yeah. not – Maybe it's different. Maybe it's a little bit unique. I'm giving us the credit to that because I know it's hard to <laughs> well, that's why have like, that mindset. We, we don't we don't own the team. We don't work for the team. We don't do yeah. anything for them. But we want to have that vision like, like Joe Douglas simply, as we've said from the start. And that's here's where it's really being applied by us too. And that's why I like having guests like Will Parkinson on, Michael Nania on, because they get it. They see the, yes. the team in the same light as we do. Some people do not, and I don't know how it's ever going to be fixed. I think there's casual hot take fans, and then there's fans like us who are hardcore, but also look at the big picture and, and look at it from a, a front yep. office perspective, and that's what makes us unique and different, I suppose. 
Yep. And my other white thing that I think from my end, I'm probably I'm done. Well, let's talk <laughs> about the defense about him too. For now, yeah, let's talk about the defense. Yes, after. yes. So my final white line it relates to Salah and Douglas today. They both they both spoke within the last couple of days. Obviously, Douglas about the trade deadline. Salah just doing his regular weekly for the weekly speaking sessions. <laughs> I even sorry press conference that did not sound right. Speaking session. They I know that they yeah I don't know what I was saying there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they they both are basically asked like this happens again like if he has a fantastic game. What are you doing going forward? And I think they both answered it appropriately. Like, Salah didn't say, like, Zach is the guy no matter what. And Joe didn't say that either. They both said, we'll see what happens, basically. Well, that's because they would dig themselves that is in the not hole. A... Exactly. I think that was getting already. I, I could just, I see it already from some of the Twitter. Relax. It doesn't, it has no slight to Zach. What is the gain of them saying, Zach, no matter what, like, yeah. If the guy comes out and has a historic game, obviously you're gonna you, you, maybe you maybe you ride the hot hand for a few. I wouldn't agree with it. I still want Zach out there, no matter what, once he's healthy. But from their perspective, what do you want him to say? Like, what what is he gaining from saying no? He, he's yeah. automatically going back to the bench. Obviously, that just would make no sense. Like, I think that yeah. that's what I wanted to address there because it's getting missed some. Um, just getting misunderstood. It's not a yeah. slight to Zach, and there's just it's a strategic way to answer for for the both of them. That's all I had to say to that. I, I w- have if, a different thought to that. If White <laughs> performs, to that. if White performs like he did on Thursday, like he did on Sunday, then Zach can take his time getting healthy. I'll say that. Yes, <laughs> I could see them. Not again. Not that I would do it, but I could see them riding the hot hand. I. I really would expect them to ride the high hand, honestly, if he happens to perform that great again. If he throws for 400 yards, then yes. If anything else, yeah, you no. you, you can't sit can. that right yeah. now. You just you just can't. Yeah, yeah, I understand that, and that's that's big picture to it all. That's okay because look, early on in the season, try to again. We know where they're realistically heading to at the end of this year. But from their perspective, that's obviously a little bit different when you're coaching and when you're yeah, playing yeah. and doing those things. So I think it's all I got from Mike White now. And unless you got anything else different on the offense, just no. just a great day for him Sunday, yeah. obviously. And a, awesome. a pretty good day for the defense. Like I said, they did give up a little more than usual. But let's talk about your boy Bryce Hall, Hall Island, holding Jamar Chase and all the Bengals receivers, not much action, really. It was really, as we've seen before, it was the pass catching a running back, killing the Jets. Even though they did have their two li- starting linebackers together for the first time in, since, what, 2018, you said? That's that? That's I, that I, up? 2017 or 2018. Yeah, it's been a couple, uh, too many years. Yeah, so, <laughs> so Davis was back, not really noticeable in, in my opinion. But... They also did get their first interception of the year from an unlikely hero, Shaq Lawson. <laughs> it was just a, a, a everything was just clicking for the team, really, and the the pass rush was. You could thank was right. Mike Jinx for that the Shaq Lawson <laughs> pick. <laughs> yeah, they. they I mean, every, everything was just working out well. The the pass rush was good. Mixon couldn't really get anything on the ground either. The the run defense was was really good and. 
the corners were were doing their job. They were giving Burrow fits. Michael Carter the second, really really good again. Hall really really good. Eccles has been solid. I don't know if he will be a CB two next year, but he can at least be a a spot starter. And the the safeties they are what they are. Uh, I'm surprised May is still on the team. Really, I I did think he'd get traded. We did have that poll, and the majority of people also thought he would get traded as well. But he's on the team and will be for the rest of the year. But again, safeties don't really care for them. They they're all right. And uh, they were a problem with the big plays. Honestly, it was the two, both of them, Davis yeah. and May. <laughs> At this point, Davis you, you doesn't seem like a lot of the big plays on them. At this point, Davis doesn't seem Ashton Davis doesn't seem like a a serviceable guy moving forward after this season. I think they'll have to upgrade there. I don't know. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm not in, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not in or out. But if there's upgrades there, obviously this upcoming off season, like you're not going to hesitate. Yeah. To make a move, that that's my thought on him. Yeah, (laughs) if he's. If the opportunity is there, you're not hesitating for that one. But I mean, I, I don't really have too many complaints about how the defense played. Do you? No. I mean, run defense, we called them out for that for the last couple of weeks. Yep. They showed up Sunday. Pass rush was much better Sunday. Got yep. there. I'd say when I was saying that I, I jinxed Shaq Lawson, I know I texted you during the game. I said, you know, Shaq Lawson really hasn't done that much. He's kind of just been like there. Ben has, of course, the biggest play of the game, and I spoke the interception into existence, but not with the <laughs> position group that I expected to do it. Yeah. So credit to him for that play. Obviously, great, great job by Shaq Lawson there. Quinnen looked great. Reckon Myers has been a little bit quiet, I'd say, since I the extension. Yeah, I guess the we haven't. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen the sack production. I know there's there's other categories certainly, yeah. but in that Rankins category, it's good. Really quiet. I love Sheldon Rankin. You look good. Yeah. It's uh, they did their job. Yeah, linebackers not much different to say. Mosley's still fantastic. Great plays on the goal line again. The guy yep. is just yeah. absolutely incredible. Don't listen to the PFF <laughs> grade on him. Different to say. No, it doesn't make any sense. He's just he's. He's incredible. He's so good. Davis was really a non-factor staple to me. He didn't really. Yeah, Jared and I Davis. saw they were rot- they were rotating him a bit. I don't think he got the full set of snaps yet. I saw Salah commented on that. So I'd expect, well, by default, I'd expect the Colts game going forward. He's going to be playing a lot more. But I, I will hopefully, say, yeah, hopefully we see more noticeable things from him. I do think him and and Mosley did help the RB screens. Mixon had, mm-hmm. what, one or two good catches, but for the most part, the, the screens were kind of blown up. And you you text me this, it helps when you don't, when you don't have Quincy Williams sprinting yeah. 100 miles an hour for the big hit and missing. So I think that, that was... It's just like the one noticeable thing. Like, you don't need to be a, a film guru to see the guy sprinting past the ball the last two weeks <laughs> on screens and just getting blocked away from the ball after they would catch the screen. Simply so, yeah. Linebacker group obviously helps when you have your two expected starters. Sorry, your two stars you expected from the summer. Yep. And yeah, same really same thoughts on the rest at the corners. My boy Bryce Hall, the guy is just he's awesome, really. He's not getting <laughs> Chase, the recognition. I, don't, he I wasn't. No, he really just needs more and more. Like I, I laugh when I'm reading fantasy notes on the upcoming week. 
and seeing, like, I, I saw about Pittman, they're like, do you see matches for him coming this Thursday? Are you paying attention? Or are you tell, just like using the laugh out loud Jets from the last couple of years? And <laughs> tell me you don't watch years, the Jets whatever. without telling me you don't watch the Jets. Yeah, like how I many mean, times Pittman might that? make some plays, but you're it just it's just silly when you make those take or those fantasy quote unquote experts are making those um excuse me they're making that commentary when are you watching? Like, you're not watching. Yeah, I mean, Jamar, then, like, yeah, Jamar Chase caught a touchdown, but his yardage was not that high. He didn't make any explosive plays. The only really explosive play they had was that lucky T. Higgins catch that I thought yeah. Paul should have made the play on, but it was still a, a lucky catch. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, I, so people, the corners... they're, they're just not watching, or they just refuse no, to acknowledge they're not. it because Hall and Eccles are locking guys down. There was a reason that they didn't give up a touchdown for the first, what, five or six weeks? The secondary, mm-hmm. the the corners. So I'm very pleased with them. And, and Michael Carter is definitely the slot guy moving forward. Yep, I'm glad to see he was okay. I know he got banged yep. up a little bit in the game and left for a few snaps, but clearly it was all good. So that's yep. the great sign, simply. And I guess this transition to the trade deadline piece with May, but. I'd say, well, I wonder, can can they get a comp pick if he walks? I think they can. I'm pretty sure. That's how the system works. You know the comp pick stuff better than I do. It's usually, I think it's, I believe it's a player. I I don't know what exactly, I have to double check. But it has to do with, like, if you drafted the player in certain, there's certain performance things that go into it that you would get a comp pick in return. I, I think they would be able to get one from May. But right, well. I will double check if that is the case. <laughs> yeah, before if we not, he walks. <laughs> yeah, that's really my only thoughts to May. Do you have anything else on the Bengals game before we move on? Did Amendola miss a kick? I think he did, right? Didn't he miss his? Yes, kick? he did. I mean, the yeah, broken it's... record. Get a real kicker. I, I have nothing yep. else to say. Just do that because you. I I don't know. Dustin I'm, Hopkins I'm done was there on literally, that one. <laughs> literally just signed from a practice squad this week. Matthew Bagley was signed from a practice squad two weeks ago, but you have this moron, Matt Amendola, out there. And can we just go not get a have Brayden Man come back? Just like IR him or whatever. Yeah, you don't need him. Trade him. Yeah, more, 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 more stead is fine. fine. <laughs> Completely fine. I don't uh, think I guess that's, that, that's one, one note they'll ever get right. And it relates to the kicker situation again is I believe it was on Amandola's miss. I think it was a 50-plus yard field goal. It was still early on in the game. That's a deci- that, That's my one thing to reflect on Sal. they like, go for it. They, you don't need to kick that when you don't have a reliable kicker. <laughs> yeah. They, they still make some silly decisions. Like, they think they have someone else at certain positions at times when they just don't. <laughs> that was the first couple weeks with the running backs. They thought they had a running game when they didn't. And they do that with the kicker position, thinking you have a reliable kicker when you don't. <laughs> Go for yeah. it in that situation, and you are two. You at the time you were one and five. You were not five and one. <laughs> you got to be a little more aggressive in those spots. So that's all because it related to Amendola. There, like, oh, I, I don't want to see divisions like sorry decisions like that. Simply so. That's all I got though for the game. I I'll wrap it up on that from my end. Yeah, I got nothing else. I think we can transition into whatever else we got on on Podpalooza today. What did we talk about? Trade deadline? 
very yeah i think we, we hit on beck that important. was going to be one thing that we were going to talk about but i think we, we addressed it yeah trade deadline i was surprised to not see may or crowder move now we kind of talked about i didn't it a think crowder so was far on moved. the may end i would have been surprised if crowder was moved i'm glad he isn't because he's an important piece in the offense and i don't want to take pass catchers away from wilson and whoever else is at quarterback but i'm, I'm surprised may wasn't traded well, what I'm yes, I guess I'll do one at a time with those two. Like May, I just certainly thought he would have been gone. I don't see him at all. Apart I think the they wanted here. too high of a price for him. They yeah, wanted at least I, a third rounder. A, it's, I I agree. I think that would have been the bar if, if I were Joe. And I don't think they would have accepted. Like, I would make total sense. He's probably that. I would have taken a fourth. I would. I would have really. I would have taken anything. Honestly, I just, I don't <laughs> yeah. think he's gonna be. Just I just don't, don't see him else. at all. Part of the the picture. They just, yeah, they don't have anyone else this there. Year. Yeah, that that's that's the difficult. Well, now bet, the wild card's well, back yeah. on, so you need them. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I bet if Joyner was still here and it was not banged up, and it was him and Davis on the roster, that may probably would have been moved and, and yeah, would have gotten something. Or I just I don't think they wanted to leave the group that bare. But on that's the other fine. one, Crowder, my, I would have. What I tweeted today to our account was. I would have considered moving him because I don't. If you don't think he's going to be a part of the future, get something in return. But now the question I have is: Is he going to come back? I don't think it's out of the possibility that they they re-sign him. Honestly, like they might not change it up at all. That with that wide receiver go, I think we kind of assume that it's going to be uh, an end between him and the Jets at the end of this year. For for I guess we were thinking what price and reasons. I, I, I don't know. It, if that's... Yeah, I guess it depends on his contract demands. I mean, I, I guess it'd be a little risky now, and you could do it at the end of the season. But I would lock him up for one more year then, if you're gonna, uh, if you're keeping him around. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not sure what I think about that one now because he's obviously going to be here for the rest of the year. There's no doubt. <laughs> Deadlines yep. passed. And I'm curious what they really think about him. Was maybe, maybe, maybe I've read it wrong. I, I thought he was a goner no matter like what. He's not old. He's only 27. 28. No, he's not. He's young. Yeah. Yeah, he's not old at all. So I'm interested to see the result at the end of the year. But at the same time, like while I would have considered moving him for for something, I'm not disappointed that he's around. Like I'm obviously happy. you want to have as many, yeah, have as much talent as possible for, for Zach. Yep. So Especially with Davis. Good right to see now. him still here. I never thought Foley was actually going to get shopped. I don't think that was even reported, but I know we've, we've mentioned it sometimes. Do, that we do don't you know, know what the... Speaking about shopped, uh, real quick, teams were calling about Denzel Mims because the they thought the Jets were shopping him. But the good and thing I'm is that, glad they immediately said yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> There's some reassurance. I personally love reassurance and giving reassurance. There's your reassurance, everyone, that Mims is sticking around. The only reason why he isn't playing is because he doesn't know the, you know the playbook. He could just be too stupid sometimes uh, or just too stubborn, but he's very talented. He will be here long term. That's He's it. a part of the future. Exactly. Yep. There's, there's no it. doubt about that. He's talented. He makes plays. I'm glad that was their thinking as well and not even entertaining offers. So that's, I agree. Yeah. Positive reinsurance that we all wanted to hear on that end. And reassurance, not reinsurance. Otherwise, yeah, sorry. No, oh, maybe I said that wrong. But I, I meant what you meant. Okay. <laughs> You're right. But Otherwise, yeah, I, quiet. I, yeah. Uh, we already touched upon this, but good trade for the. LDT. 
totally fine with it. Hopefully, he either starts or gives Van Van uh, Rotten some competition because he did play for a Super Bowl team. LDT. He hasn't played since twenty nineteen. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't played since twenty nineteen, which is interesting. But I mean, what's the difference with Van Rotten having played the past two seasons? It's not like you gave up any good asset either. Exactly. Yeah, you gave up nothing. You gave up a guy who has like, two <laughs> catches in the past. Uh, with the, it just he has no production. What that, did the tweet say about, about him making again? up stats? What? What? <laughs> it's like, like the, the Chiefs the were getting someone who's like a threat around the field. Like on what field? <laughs> I, I don't know what field you were watching. Because yeah, like it was like not, a middle school turf field, maybe. He's he's been. Irrelevant, but that's that's just again that's great business by Joe Douglas. And yes, um, you can certainly use the term great. Has nothing to do with if the guy actually ends up starting and playing games. But if you can make that swing for basically an irrelevant player on your team, who you can and you can get a pretty much a close to a starting caliber guard, assuming he could get on the field at some point, like that's that's great business. Simply, like, how can you not? He thrilled with that kind of move, especially for an area of weakness. That's that's good GMing. You got to give Joe a, he gets a cap tip on that move. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I can't see a downside in that one. No, if it doesn't work out, I guess that's a piece too. I don't know if we mentioned it. Expiring contracts, so you're not tied into anything. It, he walks, and when you don't want to bring him back, so be it. Daniel yeah. Brown was going to be here anyway either. So good work there, and yeah, I I hope he's on the field soon because obviously. We want to change a right guard, and by default, there's no other option. So, we'd love to see LDT out there soon. Yeah, hopefully. Yep. That's all I got for the trade deadline. You got anything else before we go into our game preview? No, I think that was really it. Uh, pretty much an uneventful one, and and that's it. Yeah. All right, so I guess we can just go right into our game preview. Jets play Thursday night. In the in Indianapolis, as of now, Corey Davis is up in the air. If he's playing, the great Mike White will be starting against a Colts team who almost beat the Titans. And I think they are a 10.5 favorite, the Colts, right now. Which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go look to, to double-check, but that was as of, as of basically, I think it was... Sunday evening, Monday morning. That was so, already the odds. Which surprisingly, insane the Bengals were only a 9.5 favorite, and that was when they didn't know that Mike White was good. So it, it's a little bit weird. It's I still think, plus 10.5. I can confirm that now, according to DraftKings. <laughs> I don't, right I don't think the Colts are a better team than the Bengals. Their defense maybe is a little bit better, but I am not high on Carson Wentz. Jonathan Taylor is very good, yes, but I'm not scared of Michael Pittman. Or Paris Campbell, or who is it? Zach Pascal, who their other receiver? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Uh, Mo Alley Cox, I'm not scared of either. I, they're like the Colts are a weird team. They they should be. They're good on paper, but they're just not that good. Do I think the Jets can win? I don't know yet. I'll give my prediction later. Can they compete? Definitely. And I think that's all I all I want to see is a, just a competitive game again. Just do the same thing as last week. Put go with 
the, the strengths of the guys. I want to see more Michael Carter, give him some more passes, let Mike White take his checkdowns, and let the playmakers do their plays. Give the, the ball to Elijah Moore, put him in space, and he's going to make some plays. As I said against the ahead of the New England game, I had no fear in that offense. I don't care. I had no fear in this Colts offense either. I love Michael Pittman. I think he's a baller. That that guy is going to be very productive long term. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully to bought him. into him. Yeah, yeah. We we both like him. I'm fully bought into him. But am I fearing him this Sunday? That like they can't. Sorry, am I fearing him on Thursday? Thursday. They can't take care of business. Certainly should be able to. Bryce Hall has shown that so far. I mean, Jamar Chase is a better ball player than, than Pittman, and it's not a slight to Pittman. I already <laughs> can say that about Chase. Like, so I, I'm comfortable with that matchup. The rest, mm. as you said, are you concerned with anyone else? Like, Jonathan Taylor is certainly a good player, but no one else is. I'm like, oh my God, Mo Alley Cox. I'm not going to say that. Like, I don't no. feel that at all. <laughs> I don't feel that with Pascal. Even if T.Y. was playing, I, I wouldn't feel that anymore with him. I know he's already ruled out. Like, how, how do I not feel that the Jets' defense should have a – should be set up to perform against that Colts offense? That's me saying I don't know if they will perform. <laughs> but they are, they, they are certainly set up to perform on the defensive end. Then, yeah, yeah offensive side – sorry, you go ahead first. I'll hold off on the offensive piece. It's just, it's, it's going to be a weird game, I think, because, I, I don't know, like, the, the Colts' defense is, is comparable to Cincy. I think they might be a little bit better, like I said, but Mike White did shred the Cincinnati defense, even though he only threw it three or four yards. I can see a very similar kind of game, but at the same time, I could see the Jets getting blown out as well. The, the, the range of outcomes is huge. Yeah, I I agree that <laughs> do it. It's very well it just that shows it just shows how inconsistent they've been. They've had the two very solid weeks, the few competitive games and the few disasters. Like which, which current jet version are you gonna get on Thursday night against a team that is so so simply? I have no idea. I don't even, I don't know. But yeah, again on the offensive side, I guess now I I'll give my thoughts to that too, is like it I mean, it's going to come down to Mike White. The Jets have the talent. Like we've we've said that the wideouts are. Then you're talking to the individual guys. We know what they are. They have talent there. If the offensive line can hold its own again and protect in the pass game, and you run and you have that same style of play calling that you had against Cincy, like should you be able to produce? Yeah, sure you should. Will you? I'll let them answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's going to be a weird game, and I don't really think like I feel good on both sides of the ball, but I don't yeah. want to feel good because I just I, I don't know I can't with the way they've they've shown it to us so far. It's been it it's, just doesn't add up simply. This is a a very hard game to predict, and and a road if, game and a short week also is an added factor. Yep. I think there is cert- well, not I think there is certainly a comfort when they're when they're a young team at home. I think that is a difference that you can't, yes, you might not be able to measure yeah, or calculate. Two wins are at home. But there's, exactly, there's something, uh, yeah, you can calculate it in that way, the W category. Like, they play better home, it's a different routine. Like, that that stuff does matter. Yeah, so. and it's a new staff, too, and they're getting used to this this uh, traveling also. So, yeah, that yep. I think that makes sense. I, I do but, think that Jonathan Taylor will go off 
for some reason. I don't think the run defense will be able to stop him. But Carson Wentz doesn't scare me. He never scared me on Philadelphia. Doesn't scare me now. Very confident. He's played good ball this year. Very good ball. But the last couple of weeks, he's had some head-scratching interceptions at, at yeah. some critical times. And I'd say a player to watch out for because, to me, it just seems like a, a matchup where the Chets will get beat. It's Naeem Hunt. I was going to say that, yeah. <laughs> Not a great like, – he is what he is, but he's <laughs> certainly a guy – look, as, as we've seen something that's beaten the Jets' defense in the screen game, that's certainly a place he can excel in if they are not able to handle that, of course. Yeah, start him so, in fantasy. I'd watch out for him. <laughs> yeah, he, he's one I'd watch out for. It just seems like a, a typical matchup that they might not be able to handle. But I would start – At the same time, they did that on Sunday. So I, I, this past Sunday, so I don't know. I'm like contradicting myself because I don't want to feel too good about it. It's a difficult one. That's what I would say. It's a difficult one right now to just – I'm tugging back and forth on it. And my prediction – yeah, the prediction's coming soon. And I have a locked-in prediction too. But I'm tugging back and forth on my feeling from the game. That's, they're two different things. I, I was going to say, I, I think the only person that I would confidently start on the Jets offense this week in fantasy is Carter. Because I doubt Coleman will be ready this week anyway. And even if he is, they're not going to not feed Carter after last week. If Davis is healthy, which right now he's questionable, Salah said it is possible for him to play. I would be surprised personally if he plays. I would start him in fantasy because I don't really think the, the Colts secondary mm-hmm. is that, that, uh, that good. But I am kind of leaning towards him being out. For this Sunday, uh, this Thursday, I gotta stop doing that. Uh, based yep. on and I, getting hurt last Wednesday. Yep. And I guess I know I I mentioned it, but I expect him to be out. If I were them, I would hold him out Thursday. Yeah. You have a little like mini. Ex- it's like an extra buy sort of with a few extra days. Like just rest him up until the Buffalo game because yeah, I'd rather have full hands on deck for that. Than, than the Colts. Uh, I mean, obviously, <laughs> you'd rather have that against the better team. So, and, and I mean, again, they did it without him Sunday against a yeah. quality <laughs> Cincinnati team. Like, I sound too positive, but it's just hard to not feel feel good heading into this face off of last, uh, sorry, the face off of Sunday. But this, this sounds like I'm going back to heading to the Falcons, the same type of vibes and discussion that we're having I feel like I feel like from my end at least I'm saying the same style of things like eh they did it this past week could they do it again against a better matchup like it's that same kind of thought heading into Thursday night but at least on my end I I feel that it's just a weird it's just it's just a weird matchup a weird game right now and was this week mm-hmm. nine I just don't know how to feel I don't think Mike White is going to do what he did against the Bengals I think the Colts will also do their research and, and watch the film on that and be prepared for that because I'm sure Cincinnati was yeah, not Yeah, there's tape for on that. him now. Yeah, I'm exactly. sure they were, were prepared for that. So, like you said, we're probably going to have to see Mike White throw the ball down the field. Can he do it? I don't think so, but who, who really knows at this point? But Push the ball. I want to yeah. see that. Like That's, that, that's well, what I'm watching to, out yeah. for, like. If if you want if if they want to manipulate they meaning the fans the everyone you know what I mean if they want to manipulate this into a quote unquote quarterback controversy which again does not exist right now there is not one 
<laughs> and there isn't going to be one either next no. week, <laughs> then then you better show me those things that you can do that. Like, uh, then you got to really do stuff that the the top notch ones can do. Like otherwise, you're not not taking the role. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the hard so, question here. If the Jets lose yeah. and Mike White performs badly, does Joe Flacco start the next game? I think you ride the hot. Sorry, you ride the white. Uh, yeah, you stumped me there for a second. I'm thinking <laughs> about right. it again. What? What? Would, I think you. What would you so, do? Rephrase it again. Say it one more time for me. If If the Jets lose and Mike White doesn't play well, does Flacco start the next game? What do you think the staff does, and what would you do? Two different answers and two different questions. <laughs> I think the staff is going to ride white now no matter what until Zach Wilson is back. Unless he's an absolute dislike. I mean, he's got to be under 100 yards. It has to be a horrific <laughs> game. Because <laughs> now that you've seen what he, I guess, is capable of doing, I don't think they're, they're not going to move to Flacco. Yeah. What I would do... I think it's the same, actually. I'll say that I don't. I, I have no you interest in seeing Flacco, Flacco now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, your opportunity was to play him this sun, this past Sunday. Like now that you've, I get that. Like now that you've seen what White can do, like you might as well see what you have in him for a couple of games. This yeah. is how I'm thinking of it from from my perspective. Let's say he puts a, a string of. Let's say he plays four games. Let's say Zach happens to be held out a few extra, sorry, an extra week or two, and he misses four games. You have a sample size of what White can do. Let's say he shows, like, let's say he doesn't put up 400 again and he puts up productive numbers those next three. Can you flip him maybe in the offseason? Can you flip him at another point? I'm not saying they would be able to, but like, you can't say it's like a 0% thing. It's I know not. another like, team in New Jersey we, that might want to. We've him. seen, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, we've seen crazy things. Well, you, you hit on the example earlier, Matt Flynn. Like, you've seen some teams get tricked and, like, and I would the love same to trick thing, another team into doing that. So I, I Gardner think from a GM perspective. Remember Gardner Minshew had a fantastic first game when he came in yep. and then he was awful? Pe- yep. People can be tricked into it. We will never be tricked into exactly. that, but teams and no. fans can be. <laughs> yep, so I, I'll sum up my answer there is from both perspectives, from the team and if it were me, you play Mike White after what you just saw this simply for, due to this past Sunday. I think you have to do it now because of that. If it was garbage this past Sunday, I would, I would have a different answer. I would say yeah. you you start Flacco this Thursday, and you would probably start Flacco until Zach's back. But you don't need to do that now. <laughs> you might as well just roll with it. Yeah, I think. Uh, you, yeah, I I agree. I have no interest in seeing Flacco either. It's just 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 a stupid trade. I just want to see <laughs> competent football being played again. I don't care if they win or lose. I don't even know if I want them to win or not. But I just want them to be competitive and, and look like a a team that's worth a, a nationally televised game <laughs> this Thursday and they don't get blown out like 34 to 10. And I just want to see the same aggressive play calling from LaFleur, just like he did against the Bengals. And I want him to keep that up once Wilson returns because if he goes back to what he did before... I don't have any words for you. Like, why? I, I just don't know why he would do that. I don't it's even it's have Booth LaFleur now. That's there. the difference. <laughs> Booth it's LaFleur. Booth LaFleur. Yeah. That, that, that's what it is now. Let's, let's see it's that. Poten- it's potential head coach, Booth LaFleur. Exactly. <laughs> this, this is the major thing here. 
So look, I think we can see there is a difference to that. I think I don't know. I think we understand it. Maybe maybe not all do. Like I know when I went with you and we sat at the Titans game, you could see like he's. We both said why he's standing like in the opposite end <laughs> from the from the rest of the team. Like, I guess he's really trying to get that view of the field. I I'm trying to like read into his thoughts. Like I imagine that he was that is what he was thinking. He's trying to see it that way. When he's in the booth, he could totally see it that way. He could see the alignment. He could see a lot more. I get it from that perspective. I I think I get it. Yeah. I guess let me change that a little bit. I think I get it. Is that maybe a huge difference for him? I mean, honestly, maybe it is. That that's my yeah. Maybe he's just that. better. Yeah, everyone's different. So, I think that's all I got to that for the game. I guess we can. Unless you have anything else for me, I well, I'll turn to you. Anything else bef- before we get to the the main the main item of the the game previews, of course. No, I think we can just expect the same thing against the Bengals and expect the... I, I don't expect the run defense to hold up their end of the bargain again. Like they, they, like they did against Mixon. I think he had under 30 yards. Taylor will definitely have a, a, a better game than Mixon did. But with that, I guess we can go into the predictions. I'll let you go first on this one. I'm interested to hear what you're going to say because I have not fully made up my mind yet. <laughs> I'm still predicting an L because they have to prove it to me that they can be consistent with it. I yeah. understand that we we, we kind of set it up based on our chat that we feel good about it. There's no doubt we feel good <laughs> heading into this game. It's not They shouldn't be overwhelmed. They shouldn't be overmatched. But, again, like I said, we set up for the Atlanta game, and you got to prove it to me. So I'm not confident yet to see that – or I haven't been shown that yet. So I think on a short week, they're, they're going to lose. I do think they're going to lose, but I think they cover. I'm going to say that. I think they cover. Ten and a half is pretty big, yep. and I think that they will be able to do. I think they will play a much better game on a short – or much better – yeah, it is on a short week, so I don't know what I was saying there. A much better game coming off of a win and not getting embar- – oh, I guess the Falcons was embarrassed, but falling short to our expectations. Yep. So, an L, they cover – do a score since they did a score for the last one they ended up winning so maybe that'll be some special <laughs> magic to it <laughs> so I'm gonna say 27 21 they cover and lose by six all right I've I've made up my mind I think the Colts do their research they watch film I think the Jets are not going to be able to do what they did last week I think they're gonna have to throw deep more I don't think it's going to turn out well. I think the Colts will be able to stop them a lot easier than since he was, since, like we said, they do have film on, on Mike White and, and Booth LaFleur. So I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be 28-17. I don't, think, I don't think they cover. And I think everyone goes back to reality with Mike White this, this weekend, this Thursday. So question you have to have, and I guess, and then that's all. We can wrap it up in that. What's yep. your Mike White stat line for Sunday? Or sorry. Oh, Thursday. Thursday. I'm having a problem with that one. <laughs> I'll say 195 yards, one touchdown, one pick. And I think Flacco starts the next game. I'll be bold. Okay. I like that. Different. As I said, I'm going to give him 225, two TDs and another two picks. And I think... I said 21, so I think Carter rushes him another touchdown. So, comes back to reality. 
instead. Uh, fine with me. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get some P-Rhyme action. <laughs> maybe he punches one in. <laughs> yeah. I would not bet on him. No, not have any realistically. <laughs> all right, well, I think but, I think that's all we got for Podpalooza. I'm exhausted. Yeah, challenges one. on them simply. They need to prove it to us. Show us you can be consistent Yeah, and and win the game. And again, multiple things can be true at once on the impact of that win for the team, yeah. for the future, and for all that involved. Agreed. <laughs> Making that clear. All right, well, we hope you enjoyed this special pod. This is the only time we're doing a review and preview in the same episode since they have a, a Thursday night game. Short week for us as well as podcasters. So we hope you enjoyed. If you want to follow us on Instagram for our the latest updates on the pods, you can follow us at The Good, The Bad, and The Jets Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter for funny tweets about the Jets, updates about the Jets, and updates about our pods at Good Bad Jets Pod. You can follow me on Twitter for my takes at Verified, And of course, do not forget to subscribe for the game review episodes weekly. And all you have to pay is 99 cents a month. And once we hit 20 subscribers, we will do some sort of giveaway as well. I'm not deflated this week, so certainly I'm ready for it this time. <laughs> Good. Because <laughs> last week, forget it. I, I had you were miserable last week. There. <laughs> They were just they were too brutal for that one. <laughs> it was not it was it had no energy on it. Oh my god. But yes, for today, as always, thank you, Brandon. And you can check me out on Twitter at S Klein eight two four one zero three three and on TikTok at NYJets SK eight two four. So Yeah, looking forward to those TikToks. So all I got yeah. <laughs> They prove it to me and I'll I'll <laughs> deliver for them. Right, if, if if they if they win Thursday, I want a TikTok. Fair, Fair deal. Fair <laughs> deal. You all Fair heard deal. it here first. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, we hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Hope you enjoy the game, and remember to stay positive and test negative. Thanks, everyone.